0: Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors Podcast. I'm Patrick, here by my lonesome. Just finished watching the Boston Celtics beat the Golden State Warriors in San Francisco. Close game, relatively close. It was rough, though, because the Warriors, as a lot of you know, are without James Wiseman because of the sprained left wrist, and he's out for seven to ten days. And then Looney, Kevon Looney, rolls his ankle In the first half, and so right then and there, I mean, they've been having rebounding issues all season long, and they just got worse. Sometime during the fourth quarter, I checked, and the Warriors were being out-rebounded by 18. They were out-rebounded ultimately by 15, and there were just too many second-chance points, too many offensive rebounds by the Boston Celtics which obviously tires the defense out and gives the offense life. So that's something that they're going to have to figure out if they want to make it through this period without Wiseman. And in terms of Kevon Looney, obviously we don't know how bad the injury is just yet. Uh, It may have just been like a roll and he might be back against Dallas. I mean, here's the thing, like Looney, He's a tough guy and I think he can tough out an injury, but he's also <laughs> injury prone. And so you don't know how bad it could be. And you never know if they want to be cautious with him. So if that's the case, then you're down to Draymond Green, Eric Paschal, I guess Juan Toscano Anderson as a six-six center. I don't know about you, but I had flashbacks to like the early 90s, late 80s with Nelly Ball, Run TMC. Obviously, there were great things about Run-TMC, but the not-so-great things were getting out-rebounded and being outsized all the time. Andrew Wiggins had his first rough game in a while. He was 6 of 16 and 1 for 8 from three-point land. And honestly, if he has a mediocre game, the Warriors probably win this you know I mean if just you add a few points here and there I mean they lost by four if he makes a few shots if he makes a couple threes that's six points right there obviously the course of the game gets altered and whatnot but you know the Celtics who have had a rough start to the season like so many other teams they're seen as one of the top eastern conference teams still so you know it's a good barometer obviously like the warriors are missing people but they could totally hang with this team you know what i mean one thing about uh angel wiggins too i keep noticing is like he's like the most polite dunker i've ever seen like he will get up there and if he decides to dunk a lot of times he just floats it or lays it up when he tries to dunk he just kind of like casually politely drops the ball over the rim <laughs> he never like throws it down hard I just don't know why. I mean, hey, I've never done it before, so what do I know, right? But it's it's just a strange thing. Like, he'll just go up there, and you think, like, oh, he's going to throw it down hard and rattle the rim. But instead, he just goes up, and he's like, boop. All right, two points is two points. It's also kind of funny in this game. Draymond Green seemed to be throwing lobs to people who were like six six, And every time he threw those, I was like, what? Why? He's not going to catch that. Or throwing it to 6'9", Looney, who's totally groundbound. He's going to catch that and then just be surrounded. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. He's trying to make things happen. Sometimes it worked. But most of the time, it did not. And Kelly Oubre, man. I'll tell you one thing. There was one play in the third quarter where the Warriors were, you know, they were rallying. They were pushing it. And I think that they were down by three or something. And I believe Oubre drove and then tried to dunk it on... The Celtics center, I forgot who it was, and he got blocked. He just got blocked. And then the Celtics go down the court and they make a shot. The thing about that, I appreciate the aggression and the aggressiveness from Ubre, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, was there something else he could have done? Could, could he have pumped fake? Could he have put on like a different kind of move to try to just get that ball in the bucket instead of just like, I'm going to throw it down no matter what, and ultimately get swatted. And then... A couple plays later, I think, Warriors on the fast break, Wiggins dishes it to him underneath the basket, and then he gets stripped. And there might have been a foul in there, but it just didn't look good. It just seemed like Ubre kept flubbing and stuff. So those weren't like the best minutes. And that kind of turned the tide of the game. The Celtics went on a run, and I think they got up like double digits at that point. And I kept looking at that and being like, oh, man, if he had hit that layup instead of trying to dunk it or something... You just look for these points in the game where things change. And to me, that was a big one. Obviously, the loss is not all his fault, but that moment was, you know, seemingly pretty pivotal. Want Toscano Anderson, I mean, that's a positive. He showed me something. I didn't realize he was uh, that good of a shooter. I mean, if he can do that consistently, then <laughs> awesome. I mean, he's shooting better than Jordan Poole was, at least today. I think he hit like three threes and his hustle was was great. He looks better than he did at the beginning of the season when he was uh, subbing in for Draymond when Draymond was out with COVID. And Juan Tescano Anderson, I mean, Juan T, he looks like a, he definitely looks like an NBA player at this point. Earlier in the season, he looked a step slow, but I don't know. Maybe he's just had enough time with the team, enough in shoot arounds, squeezing some practices, being on the bench observing. Maybe the game has slowed down for him too. It's always weird watching these games where the announcers are at home because there's a delay that lasts like a couple seconds. Like somebody will make a drive to a basket and then there's like silence. Then it's like, oh, Curry with the move. Yeah, I know. I saw it (laughs) two seconds ago, man. The other thing, though, is, you know, hey, if you trade James Wiseman, which I've said in the last two episodes (laughs) that they should not do that, you kind of saw what it might be like, right? Obviously, Bradley Beal was not on the court. But if you trade Wiseman for Beal, then you're going to be definitely outsized for a while. Unless you could convince someone to come to the Warriors with a huge pay cut. This game was definitely in their grasp. And Steph was just, I mean, he looked effortlessly tossing that ball into the basket. But right now they're, they're short. How are they going to deal with that for the next like week or two? We'll see. Takeaways from this game. Hey, the Warriors can definitely compete. And they're just in the mix with all the other teams that are trying to find their way. Like I've said before, there's a handful of teams at the top that seem to be the best teams in the league. And then there's a whole bunch of teams that are just a couple games plus or minus around the 500 mark. You know, the Warriors are that team. The Celtics were that team. Each win is important. And they're just going to have to figure out a way to defend and rebound with a really, really short lineup. Can they do it? You know, I mean, Draymond can get some minutes at center, of course, but you want to save him, especially now. You know, he's older. And as he said, he's not in his peak condition yet. And he will be in a couple weeks, maybe. But he can't give you that magical small ball center Draymond defense that he gave four or five years ago. That being said, the good thing about this compressed schedule is they don't have too much time to think about it, and they turn around and play with Mavericks pretty soon. So I'll be back for that one. All right, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and check me out on Twitter at Patrick Epino E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out also at OaklandWarriors.com. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Mardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.